millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, 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 oh. Hello, everybody. Oh. It's me, Ben. And it's me, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hello, Ben. What are we doing here? This is the podcast feed. What's going on? This is the podcast feed, so we've got those wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, and we recently put out a little poll asking them what they thought of the idea of us putting the audio of our Quipscope episodes on the podcast feed in addition to the actual podcast. Now, Peter, what is Quipscope? Quipscope is the show where we talk about a brand new game or a game that's coming out that we've been lucky enough to receive early. Mm, and uh, we, we give our opinions, and then we finish with a little quip. So we have a quick we have a quick scope and then a, yeah. a little quip at the end. It's very clever. The title is very clever. Mm-hmm. Now, most of you will probably be familiar with it. Obviously, the best place to experience this format is on the YouTube channel because there's gameplay footage as well, so you can properly get an understanding of what it is we're talking about. Um, however, just as a little additional treat, we've decided to include the quip scopes here on the podcast feed after feedback from that poll. Now... We are open to feedback. If you hate this, let us know, and we will listen to you. But first up, Peter, yeah. we're going to be talking about uh, uh, you know, a game that's, uh, that a lot of people are pretty excited about, aren't they? Oh, she's coming for you, Lady D. Um, <laughs> incidentally, let me just say, they've, yeah. the, the confusion as to how to pronounce her name is even even harder now. There was is that D- Demetrice that they yeah. said in the, the little showcase... Pretty sure he said Demetress, Ethan, oh in the game. God. So I don't know what to think anymore. But anyway, Lady that's all D by the by. Lady D the safest, yeah. safest way to go. Anyway, enjoy the quip scope. Do watch it on the YouTube channel if you want to see gameplay footage too. And if you hate this, let us know. All right. Yeah. See you later. Right. Bye. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome back to Quipscope. It's the show where we talk about a game that's just come out or is coming out. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Peter, you have been playing Resident Evil 8 Village, Resident Evil Ville, Ville 8. Resident Evil V-I-I-I, I think. Is what that. is it called? What is it called though? Resident Evil Village is the, the actual proper name for it, I think, officially. Right. Um, yes, I have. In answer to your question or statement, I've been playing that game mm. and uh, I'm very much enjoying it. It's nice to have an actual next-gen game for my next-gen console. It's been a little while since I've 
had one of those. Yeah. Um, or it's felt like, you know, rather than playing something that's also available on last gen. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's been it's been good. Excellent. And we've just finished playing through Resi 7 yeah. on a series of live streams. Obviously, that was starring new Resident Evil protagonist, Ethan. Mm. Ethan, I understand, is in store for some more nasty times. Yes. What is the basic premise of Resident Evil Village? What is Ethan up to this time? Well, uh, the footage on screen may well begin with the sort of intro to the game, but I am going to skirt around verbally and visually with a handy-dandy cut slash fade Hmm. a couple of maybe little things that happen in the intro, because I was surprised in the sort of prologue um, there's a couple of re- revelations and moments that I'm like, oh, okay. But to give you the uh, the headlines, Ethan and uh, Mia, the partner who canonically was saved in the previous game, uh, are now together in a house. I believe they're married, but they've certainly got a baby. Mm-hmm. And things happen in the intro that leads to Ethan finding himself out in the woods somewhere and he knows that the baby is missing, it's been taken, and uh, he he seeks to, to go and find the baby, get, get it back. Uh, baby's called Rose, and he stumbles through the darkness and the snow and ends up in a very spooky village beneath a very spooky castle. Um, oh. Perfect Resident Evil fair, really. Um, Absolutely. So that I mean, that's that's it. That's the kind of overall premise, really. He's he's out there trying to find his baby. Uh, I've played three or three hours, maybe so far, three or four hours. Um, so I'm sure there'll be some further twists and turns. But for now, that's uh, yeah, that's your main objective. But of course, when he arrives in said village and castle, it it's not going to be a smooth ride for him. Let me point mm. out immediately that Ethan. I don't know if I don't even know if there was a an in-universe reason for this in Resi 7, but certainly in Resi 8, how can that man take such a beating and still just carry on going? <laughs> it's kind of silly. So, right. He got his hand chopped off in Resi 7 and then immediately it was stapled back on again and it was fine. And there was never really a direct explanation as to how that worked. I had a sort of theory or headcanon that maybe something to do with you know all the moldy stuff that was going on there perhaps that allowed the hand to graft back on I mean that doesn't really make a lot of sense but everyone else in that house was seemingly immortal so why wasn't he Um, Mm -hmm. but surely that's now not the case and oh my god they love to just chop off bits of Ethan and really horribly maim him almost pointlessly like there's there are several moments there was a bit where when i finally entered the castle after exploring the village for a while uh you very soon encounter some of the residents in there resident evil you might say (laughs) (laughs) and they decided to hang ethan up on a wall by placing meat hooks through each of his hands Okay. Oh God. And then okay. they suspended him up in the sky and then they left the room and said, you know, we'll come back for you later and we're going to kill you or whatever. And immediately, Ethan ripped his hands out of the meat hooks. He didn't he didn't try and like wet like shimmy them off the hooks. He pulled downwards so that oh. the hooks went through his hands, and then he got down on the floor, poured some juice on it, and 
and that was it. And so there was no story reason. They could have just had him tied up to a chair. But no, right. Capcom said, what we're going to do is wreck his hands even more. Um, Ethan Moore. And I don't, yes, exactly. And, you know, we're five minutes into the quipscope, and all I've really done is given you one a one line premise and complained about <laughs> Ethan's hands. Well, but... this, this does prompt a follow up question. Right. Because something that did jump out of me when we were playing through Resi 7 was this man, like, feels really out of place. Not mm. only from a story perspective, you know, obviously he's not meant to be there, he's just, he's mild mannered absolute nobody ethan such and such yeah. ethan winters is that his name winters yeah and but like he would go through the most horrific stuff and then he would just one line quip yeah and it would feel so weird uh, you know from a from a narrative perspective like who is this guy mm-hmm. that he can withstand such physical torment and then just shrug it off and quit stay dead this time burns yeah burns <laughs> a giant bug woman you know, yeah. and uh, that was obviously juxtaposed by the fact that Resi 7 was far scarier than a lot of previous Resi games had been for a long time. Mm. How is that leap from Resi 7 to Resi 8 made? Does the horror stay on a on a similar level? And how does Ethan adapt now? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, a couple of things there that I want to address, actually. So firstly, Ethan is... I would say he's maybe a little bit more vocal in terms of his monologue, uh, which is good in a way because it actually makes him slightly more believable. Even though he's still perhaps a little bit blasé still, uh, he seems a bit more human overall. And he does actually, I found, despair at like the situation that he's in. And he sort of goes like, why, why is this happening to me again? Uh... Why do people keep dying on me? Like, you meet, like, a, the occasional friendly NPC, and then invariably they, they get eaten by a monster, and, he, you know, he's going, oh, God, this is awful. And at one point, you watch someone... Again, I don't want to be too spoilery here, but you watch someone fall from somewhere, and he, he you see them fall and die, essentially. And he looks over the edge, and he says, you know, oh, this is awful, all this stuff happening to me. And he says... Uh, I can't I can't go on like this or I can't it's not worth going on and just the fact that you're staring down this this edge I thought for a moment he was gonna just like think about jumping and mm-hmm. say you know because I mean as grim as it is I sometimes you know I watch horror movies or play horror games and I think I would just give up I would not be pulling my hands out of me hooks I'd be just yeah. jumping off that cliff I think just I mean sobbing quietly yeah you know again I don't want to make light of a serious subject there but it's it's a horrible situation to be in so mm. th- there are moments like that where he feels a bit more yeah a slightly more believable I would say um in terms of just generally speaking how the we've gone from horror to you know are we are we do we still have the same amount of horror um, I think Capcom have actually said sort of publicly in, in, in the kind of press releases for this game and stuff that they have gone out of their way to actually make this game less scary than Resident Evil 7. And I would say it's probably slightly less scary, but it's uh, just in a, in a different way, I suppose. It's less sinister and, you know, haunting, harrowing. Um, it's more gory. It's more of a, it's a bit more of a monster game a monster movie style game than a you know a really horrible you're just in a dark house and you're going to be killed sort of thing um it's i don't know it's quite a nuanced difference in some ways but i suppose maybe the best comparison is 
going from the first three Resident Evil games, which, despite being campy, were, you know, fairly... You would certainly describe them as horror games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you went to Resident Evil 4, that was more of an action horror. And that's that's kind of what this game feels like. In fact, it feels like Resident Evil 4 in far more ways than I expected it to. So I think the moment this game was announced, everyone looked at that and thought... I mean, in the first few moments of the reveal trailer, I think there was a... Probably a lot of people looked at that and thought, "Oh, is this is this going to be it? Is this Resi Four remake? Is that what it is? I see a spooky village. I see a castle. This is going to be Resident Evil Four. It turned out not to be, but because of the setting, the village and the castle, uh, the comparisons are obvious. However, I found that there's a lot more detail to it than that as well. This this almost feels like a very deliberate spiritual successor almost to Resident Evil Four. Okay. There's the merchant, of course. That's kind of uh, one thing that people remember a lot about Resident Evil 4. There's a merchant in this game who'll tune up your guns for you and things like that. But even down to when you enter an area, there'll be sometimes crows sitting perched somewhere. And if you shoot them, they will die and drop money, which is something that happened frequently in Resi 4. Uh, I walked into a church at one point and there was a shiny thing way up on the wall and I had to shoot it with my handgun to make it drop to the floor to pick it up. That didn't happen in Resi 7. It happened a lot in Resi 4. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even down to the fact that the merchant said to me at one point, I don't know if I just got lucky and it's a very rare bit of dialogue or if it's just everyone has heard this already. Out of nowhere, he went, what are you buying? (laughs) Something one of my friends used to say. Or something. Oh, the Resi 4 merchant had friends. Had what friends. a development. Some, something an, an old friend of mine used to say, he says. So um, there are all kinds of little things that feel very, very intentionally Resident Evil 4, which is a good thing, you know, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, even more than I expected, I thought it would just be, you're in a spooky village, there's a castle. Now, that's a bit like Resi 4, isn't it? But no, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. We would be remiss, Peter, if we went any further without talking about our lady and saviour big lady d yeah what is her deal have you encountered her much yet is she as big as she looks in her pictures online she's very big she is definitely as big as you would hope her to be and uh every every moment you spend with her in a cutscene is the the perfect mixture of nervous you know horror related uh, anxiety and sort of nervous schoolboy excitement of oh here she is what's going to happen it's her what's she gonna say what's this she time? gonna say now will she will she look at me oh i wonder if she'll acknowledge me here mm-hmm. so she definitely lives up to her reputation it's not been i mean that was always a danger wasn't it that maybe this game would have come out and we've placed this identity on her and then maybe the game would not actually sort of play into that at all this narrative that as fans we built before a game has even come out but yeah she definitely lives up to that um i am debating Hmm. whether to talk about to what extent i think this is okay to say it was a surprise to me but i don't think they intentionally kept this as a surprise i will say that lady d seemingly is not the big boss of the game Whereas I thought that she probably would be. Is there an even bigger lady? Yeah, when I say big, I don't necessarily mean physically. but uh, And that's that's not some sort of big twist I'm revealing there. It happens relatively early in the game. 
it just becomes apparent that there are other boss-like characters. There's a, a bloke that you might have seen in the trailers and things who sort of, he wears a hat and carries a hammer. And she's sort of on his level. And there's a few people that are all on that kind of level. And then above them, there's, uh, you know, a sort of a puppet master or a, you know, a, a big boss. So mm. that was interesting and uh, a bit of a surprise. But um, yeah, so that's worth keeping in mind. And I'm, I don't know how how uh, much of the game that Lady D will feature in, because it might be that she's, you know, these things are quite often separated into areas that you explore and there's a boss at the end of the area in the same way that Resident Evil 7 was. And, you know, perhaps she'll be boss of area number one and then she'll be dead and that'll be it in in yeah. a quarter of the way through act one. That'd be sad, but we'll have to see how it goes. You would. Um, and you will. Yeah. So... In summary, mm. can you tell me very briefly what the differences you would say are between Resi 7 and Resi 8? Because obviously those two, I'd say Resi 7 is the game, obviously, that it, it has the most in common with yeah. compared to any previous Resi game. And uh, what it is that you, or, or how I suppose you would go go about recommending this game to someone. Like, is it, as this, the spooks have been toned down, is it going to appeal to more people? Should more people be giving it a go if they didn't like Resi 7? What do you think? I would say that I like this game even more than Resi 7, which I did like. And that's not just because it's come out on the new generation of consoles. I think if they'd come out in the other the other way around, I personally would have liked, uh, you know, the Resident Evil Village over um, Biohazard, as it was called, I think, was the subtitle of Resi 7. For all kinds of reasons, really. I think the setting is interesting, although it's in some ways it's cliched. It's sort of folk horror um, you know, we've all seen werewolf movies and vampire movies and stuff set in some creepy village somewhere. So it, it's not f- fresh necessarily as a setting, even within Resident Evil. But it's just nice to be in a world like that with the new technology that we've got. Um, there, there's so many quality of life touches compared to Resident Evil 7 in that they have done the likes of marking areas as searched so you know that you've cleared out a room which i think is really nice um there's a fun bit of inventory tetris to do with a much larger inventory you know in resi 7 it was almost everything was a single square other than your weapons Mm -hmm. um it's got that amazing sound design where there are so many different ambient noises that you will always be hearing a new sound wherever you are that feels like it's because someone's coming but it's not it's actually just something looping in the background you know so it's it's kind of got it all really yeah so uh, i would i would highly recommend this game for sure um whether you are a, a big resi fan or only very casually a resi fan if you're a horror fan um or even if you're just looking for a game to play on your new console like a, a new game that is living up to what we were sort of hoping for from the ps5's early days um you don't even have to know the backstory it fills you in right at the start so someone who's not even played resi 7 or any resident evil game could jump straight in here i think and get a lot out of it so yeah highly recommended fantastic anything else you want to touch on in particular no just uh, look out for it on our joint blaze streams uh, commencing i guess on thursday all being well yeah. right that's the plan yeah probably yeah that's that'll be when we start playing through it well fantastic a uh, resident evil village more like resident evil god oh, illage yeah because it, it, ethan's 
I mean, he's got like sepsis. He's got to have all sorts of horrible like infections after all the grievous bodily harm that's been dealt to him, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Resident Evil Village, more like uh, Resident Evil Pillage, because mm. you just head through that village and castle, just taking all the treasure and stuff. Yeah, just take whatever you want. Yeah. Brilliant. Sell it. I, I've got nothing. Flip and sell it. I've got, I got nothing else to give. Okay. That's fine. Um, well, thank you, everyone. Check that game out for sure. We'll catch you next time. Yes, we will. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.